Hey guys, I'm being sponsored by Anchor. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Guys, I use it. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, we're back at it again, Attack the Attack 360 Podcast. All right, and I'm here with Mr. Rick James. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. How's everybody out there doing? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Just uh, today, this week was just one of those hard weeks at work, man. You know it seems I mean? like this, like since the last time we met up until now, it feels a lot longer than just one week has gone by. Like, it, this week is just, it's something, it's something different. It is, ain't it? It's yeah. like... Uh, yeah, from last week to now, it's it, just it's been... It's felt like forever. Yeah. So, I don't it know. Does. It's it's been, it's been crazy. Time's like moving slow right now. Yep. And I was already like preparing, like, what the hell are we going to talk about again? I was like, <laughs> I have to refresh my memory. What? <laughs> All right, guys. So, I just want to say, um, I'm going to give out some shout outs. Thank you to everybody who's listening to the podcast. All the followers on, on Spartan Canine Academy. All the uh, followers on Attack the Attack 360. Uh, Instagram facebook you guys know what to do you know you if you like the videos or if you want to see some uh self-defense videos or some canine videos send us a message hit us up on the social media on facebook or on instagram send us an email we will uh release all that at towards the end of the podcast um also want to uh give special thanks to uh everyone who made comments on the uh driving uh, self-defense video that I posted on Instagram there was this one that um, this one comment that I got and I have to say it it, it kind of like threw me off a little bit because we we're talking about just you know with your boyfriend or your significant other right and um, the, the question that I got was well what if they choke you from behind this you know like they're in the back seat and they choke you from behind I'm like well, then we got a different situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like that there's, you know, if anybody's choking you from behind, they're probably trying to carjack you, and this is probably like something yeah. that's happening in an Uber or a Lyft. Exactly. I don't think, and I would hope that my significant other wouldn't try to kill me and kill us. Kill us while we're driving. While we're driving by choking me from behind. Um, so in that concept, right, and I'm going to say this, if you're an uber driver or a lyft driver and your passengers in the back seat and you know they're you see them fidgeting and they sit right behind you i would actually ask uh them to sit on the opposite side behind the passenger seat if they um if they give you a hard time on not doing that then most likely okay just be on your guard um and you know what it doesn't hurt to carry a blade uh, or some mace uh, in your vehicle just depends on what type of mace, right? Because yeah, I was gonna say if you I try mean, to stream in the bag, it's gonna be well, hard. I think any it, it, the only one that I think you'll get away with is a foam. The foam. The foam only because it's not gonna disperse as much as a mist or a spray. An aerosol, right, is gonna disperse in such a tight, confined uh, location like right, that. Right, right, right. You're just hurting yourself. Gotcha. Now I can't see the road because my eyes are tearing up and burning. Right. I would say the best bet, a blade, and keep it where it's easily accessible, like in your door in the handle. Door handle. Exactly. And you can easily just cut cut their arm, right? Hit the brakes and get out. And get out. So you know, if you're able to grab the keys and, and exactly. get out, get out. And you make know? sure you take make sure you grab your phone. Don't worry exactly. about Exactly. Don't worry about unplugging it. Let that cord snap right off. 
and so exactly. you can make your phone call. Exactly. Um, all right. So hopefully we were able to answer that question a, l- a little bit, you know, into detail. Of course, that again, that revolves around that person is probably trying to carjack you or trying to hurt you yes. in the process and they don't care if they wreck the car or not. All right. Okay. So today's subject is going to be a, a kind of a serious one. All right. So I hope you got your earphones in and, and you're going to pay attention. And if you have to listen to it more than once or twice and you know what, your everyone's comments on social or let me rephrase that on the podcast networks on google on podbean whatever station you're listening to give you know if you got positive feedback give it if you got negative feedback i don't want to hear it but i'll still accept it and you know if you got um you know if you have the rating for the stars give the the those ratings give that five stars if you really enjoy this or even share the podcast i mean all that helps us out to produce more podcasts right and the more followers the more listeners the more subscribers the better all right guys so um here we go what makes a person or attacker dangerous including canine okay so what makes them dangerous um rick do you want to go first you want me to go first no, go first because I want to because I want to hear your side on this because I, I definitely know I'm going to have some questions on this especially when you're talking about different types of fighting styles that you're going up against and what or if they're unexperienced and you know unpredictable. Okay. So I, I definitely would like to hear this. Okay. So there's three factors. Okay. Three factors uh, that makes a per, uh, an attacker dangerous. All right. Um, and if you remove one of those factors, you have an upper hand. Now, here we go. Okay. Uh, the first one is the intention. You have to understand that the person who's going to do that act, right? The person who's going to attack you, they have an intention. Now, either they had a bad day, either, you know, it's a neighbor, it could be someone that is actually trained, it could be someone who's not trained, yep. right? And the people that are not trained are actually the most dangerous people there is because they vocalize a lot. They talk loudly, they're making a scene, and then they sucker punch you or they do something that throws you off guard to where it catches you off guard, okay? So... You have to understand what is the intention. Their intention is to cause harm to you, okay? Uh, They can be angry, right? If they're angry enough, they're going to do it. Like, again, they just have a bad day and they just, they don't care who they take it out on. Um, A dark past. If they have a dark past and they have, this is all they know, then either they're going to try and mug you, rob you, just inflict pain on you, or even be a bully, right? This just being a bully in general. Um, random acts of violence you know if that person is known for random acts of violence and they have they show it you know then that's that's basically their you know their intention that's all they want to do is just cause violence right Um, or if they're being recorded you know like the young generation nowadays if they're being fucking recorded and it's like hey I want to get views check this out I'm gonna go sucker punch this guy you know or they try and start something to create a show right um now signs what are the signs of the person who has that intention okay so for me is where you focus on the person again what is the main rule of self-defense is to be aware aware of your surroundings right right who's around you who's around you if if you see now when when i say be aware and look at some of the signs it kind of goes hand in hand that's where let's say for instance you're out you're you are out right you are at a at a at the bar or you're out uh, at a restaurant or whatever right or if you're at the mall all right or if you're just walking along the the river walk you know of course like downtown or whatever you're just walking somewhere right and a person you don't have uh bacardi with you right you're you're solo or you're with your girl or you're with whoever right friends family and that you you can tell when you're looking towards the direction that someone has a mad face right they're just angry they just don't look right right 
But as soon as they see you and they feel like you can be that target, they will make a direct beeline to you. Okay? So that's a sign. Number one, facial expressions. Yep. Number two, going towards your direction. In a straight line. In a straight line. No, they're they're going directly. They don't care if someone's in the way. They'll bump them out of the way, push them out of the way, whatever it is. They're going towards you. And if there's no one in their way and you see that someone is coming straight towards you, they're coming straight towards you. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, So also uh, their fists, their hands. Again, a person with closed fist has a closed mind. A person who has open hands it has an open mind and normally these guys that are going to want to hurt someone they always have a closed fist right why because they're getting ready to hit Mm -hmm. that's why okay um again body language right you got to look at the body language are they moving their arms a lot are they looking in all directions Okay, like say for instance, I'm talking to you and I can be mouthing off at you and this, that, and the other. But if I keep doing this, looking around and coming back to you, or I keep looking down and I keep coming back to you, what I'm doing is that I'm, if I'm looking beside you or around you, I'm seeing who's watching us so that way I can create that act and not get caught. Yeah. If I'm looking down, I'm trying to trick you into looking into that direction so I can hit you. Yeah. You know, everything revolves around a sucker punch in the untrained person, in the visual, right? Yeah. And you know what? Even the person who's trained will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because the main thing is, you know, throwing uh, uh, a distraction, right? A person who's trained will throw a distraction and they know how to do it very well. A person who's not trained will throw a distraction and they don't know how to do it that well. But they still catch you. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. So you have to watch out that body language, the emotion. Everything was emotional. If they're angry, if they got that look like that that crazy eye, right? <laughs> you know, uh, they're looking in all directions. You know, they're looking upwards. They're looking downwards. They're focusing, like, say, if I'm looking at your glass or I'm looking at this or if there was some object, I'll be looking at that. And if I catch you looking at that... Boom, I'm going to clock you, right? Because why? I distracted you, right? And then um, you can also use it as a weapon. And then, after, yeah, even after that. If they wanted to, yep. right? Um, now, if their hands are in their pockets and yep. they're walking towards you, you have to be careful with that because you want to be able to see their hands. Mm-hmm. If their hands are in their pants or their shorts or if they were in a jacket and they're in the jacket, most likely they're reaching for something. They have a weapon. And I'm going to tell you something. The person who's untrained will use a weapon. Yep. Because they're more afraid of you than anything else. So they have to use a weapon, okay, to inflict that pain or do that, you know, that uh, uh, to hurt you. They want to hurt you, right? The damage, right? So these are signs. Uh, Eye contact. Again, we talked about that where you're looking around in all directions. These are size, signs of intent. Okay? So that's the first one. Yep. Now, can you stop them from the intent? You can. I remember I remember, I remember this, uh, this video that I had watched a while back. And it was from this, uh, this older gentleman. I mean, he had to have been in his 60s. But he was talking to a group of kids and... Or young young adults, young men, about how to de-escalate a situation. Right. And he's like, you know, some guy looks at you and you know, is like, "Are you looking at my girl?" And he goes, and all I'm gonna do is, is that Janine? Looks like <laughs> looks like this girl Janine I went to school with. I actually saw that you see, video. You see yeah, that, I seen that man? video. Right. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's perfect. De-escalate really quick. Be like, oh man, oh no! I just, I, I was admiring your shirt. Your shirt's really cool, but yeah, I like it. Where'd you, where'd you get it at? I like that, you know, or something, you know, something off the wall. And I remember seeing this a long time ago when I first started working in security, and uh, the guy that was training us uh, is a former uh, Delta Force uh-huh. D-boy, and 
guy was a phenomenal shooter, but and great at hand-to-hand -hand, uh, combat, um, but also de-escalation. And he had showed us this video, but then he had talked about other things that, you know, other ways right. he can do it. And I was like, hey, that's a really good idea. I was like, yeah, it's, sometimes it's the simplest and corniest things that can help you get out of a situation. It is. It is. And but then, But doing that, okay, goes to actually number three in the in these uh, uh, factors okay? okay yeah so and I'm gonna get to that all right so I understand what you're saying another thing How I to look for, de but, another thing to look for would be what uh, stance yeah seeing how, how, how they're standing their posture their posture I can you know um, all right this guy probably can throw a punch he looks like he can hold himself pretty well or he looks a little off balanced all right so I, maybe I can utilize that for my own advantage Okay, you know, so that, like that means that you have to pay attention. Okay, so you said stance, right? Mm -hmm. Now keep this in mind. About, I want to say, 90 to 95% of people in the world yeah. are right-handed. Yeah. So if they're going to hit you, their right foot is going to be back a little bit, and yeah. their left foot is going to be forward. Forward a little bit, yeah. Okay? And so that means their power hit, which is normally what they'll do, is going to come from their right hand. All right, so that's able to that's easy to spot, right? And if you think about boxers or martial artists, you have to be careful with martial artists. Um, let me yeah. let me rephrase this, okay? Because they learn not only how to use their right hand, their strong arm, but they switch stance and use their left arm. So they become what's the word? Epidextrous. Epidextrous. There you go. So a boxer focuses more on his strong arm. So they'll stand. Where they're, if they're right, they'll stand with that right hand back, that right leg back, and they're here, yep. waiting for that good knockout punch. Shoulder and width apart. Shoulder width apart, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that you catch someone that's left-handed. And when they do, they'll stand unorthodox. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so now saying. it's like, okay, how do I defend? You know, it's like, how do I deal with someone? And it's always, the left hand's always at southpaw. So you have to be very careful with that left hand. <laughs> Right, it's that sucker hit because no one knows they don't they don't train to go against someone who's a lefty. A lot of people because the majority majority of the people are right-handed. Right-handed. You know what I mean? Okay. So now the next one, capability. Right? They have the intent to hurt you. They have the intent to do that act, whatever it is. Robbery. Yeah. Theft. Right? Breaking uh, an entry. They have that intent. They're thinking it. I'm going to do this. It's already premeditated. It's premeditated. I'm going to hit this person. I'm going to attack that person. They already have it set in their head. That's what they're going to do. Now, the capability is, are they able to do it? Right? So then that's when you think about, okay, if someone is in your face, they already made that beeline towards you. Now it's like sizing up, mm -hmm. right? And it goes both ways. You know, it's like if I'm the attacker and I'm coming at you, I'm already sizing you up. Okay, you're not as big. You're not really that much of a threat. If you did do something, I know I can still handle it. Mm -hmm. Vice versa, if you're looking at me saying, this is a big motherfucker. I don't want to mess with this guy. He may know something or he's just straight out crazy. You know, you, you don't know. Yeah. So the first thing that pops into mind of capability is, what are they capable of doing? You're sizing up the person, right? Now, uh, that's talking about how big or small or whatever they are. Now, are they trained or not trained? And that's how you can tell by their stances, how they come at you. A person who's trained doesn't mouth off. A person who's trained is able to stand at a normal stance and create a hit or an attack at any movement, yep. right? A person who's not trained is right away doing this or doing their big body language or talking loud. They're looking around. Posturing. They're posturing up. Yeah. They put their dominant side ready so they can do that big old clock, yeah. right? They clock you out. Uh, so that's that's the difference, right? Now, not always a face-to-face -face confrontation. Now, it could also be at a distance, Okay. So for, I have that intent that I'm going to kick your ass, but 
I'm also have the capability. I need to, I know that I can do it, but I'm going to do it from a distance. And if they do it from a distance, most likely they got a weapon, a firearm, right? And we don't know what time that, and that again, that goes back to, you want to see their hands. If their hands are in their pockets or do they have a firearm? How come you can't see their hands right away? And this is why police tell you to take your, your hands out of the pockets. Exactly. Or put your hands out the window on a, on a traffic stop, right? Exactly. exactly. Okay. So they can, they can do this confrontation or they can do, they can, they're capable of, of hurting you at a distance. Um, and again, not always a trained fighter. Um, you have to have, they, they don't have that right mindset. Okay, they can just say, you know, I, okay, I'm going to use me as an example. I haven't had any training. I'm, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but yet I'm just angry and I just want to hurt somebody. I had a bad freaking day. I'm going to come at someone. The next person that just, you know, rubs me the wrong way, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hurt him. That's the mindset. Okay, now someone who's trained, most likely, it, it all depends and, and I say this with with much respect. Let me say it like that, okay? I, with all due respect, <laughs> the person who's trained... All, all I can think of is, is the ballad of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> it's in the UN. It is. <laughs> um, you know, if a person's trained and they go into uh, the training facility, I'm going to say it like that, right? If they go to a mixed martial arts school, they go to a traditional martial arts school, they go to somewhere where they just, a boxing gym, whatever it is, right? And then their uh, initial uh, intention is to actually hurt someone, but they want to get some skills. Now, it's up to the coach or the trainer or the teacher to get that out of them. If they don't get that out of them, that intention and teach them respect. And, and that's what I like about traditional martial arts. The main thing is to, is like when you're learning traditional martial arts and you come into the dojo, and I say it a dojo because that's traditionally what it is. A, do, a dojo is a name of a school. And you go in and you take your shoes off, you take your flip-flops off, whatever it is that you're wearing, and you put, as soon as, you, before you even step foot on the map, you bow. And the reason why you bow is because you show respect. Not only to the instructor, but you're showing respect to the other students. You're showing respect to the school. Okay? And, and so, excuse me. And so, when you're training in traditional martial arts or even mixed martial arts that have traditional values, that is what you're going to learn. And hopefully that will get rid of some of that intention. That intention of wanting to hurt someone. I'm going to learn something to hurt somebody, right? Now, if you go to a facility and they don't focus respect towards the, you know, the coach, the trainer, the teacher, or other students that are in there, or other trainees, then yes, their mindset is still going to succeed on what they want to do. They're going to train. They're going to train to hurt somebody they're going to train all these special techniques to how to if someone's defending themselves because i'm hurting them mm. i know how to to handle that yep. you get what i'm saying yep. so you have to be careful when it comes to the capability of somebody that's what you're doing you're sizing them up you want to know if they're trained or not trained and if they are trained okay what is his intention why is he doing this and you already know that he's going to hurt you but why what escalated that Right, and that's what makes a person dangerous. You get, you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's like today. Uh, did you hear about the, the the shooting at the Pentagon? Mm-hmm. Police officer at the bus stop. That was a Pentagon police officer. I thought it was a stabbing. Uh, I know. Said, I, I read that it was. I was reading the article today. It said that he was shot. Okay. Or shot and killed, but I didn't get the chance to read the full article. But I mean, you know, police officer, Pentagon police, and you know, getting attacked at the Pentagon. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a, yeah, that's crazy. That's a, that's a crazy situation because that place is always locked down too. It is. I mean, I, if any, anybody out there that lives in, in the DC, Virginia, uh, you know, area, 
uh, Nova area, Northern Virginia. You know, when you pass the you pass past the Pentagon on the highway, there's Humvees lined up, right, for security after 9/11. Uh, uh, just getting through the gates, you know, is is a task in itself as well. And uh, it just it blew my mind away that you know this was able to happen at a yeah. Pentagon bus stop. You know, and I just <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and, you know, crazy. and I wonder if you know could he have seen it coming or was he? You know, it, I'm sure everything's going to come out later, but right. You know, it makes you wonder. You know, what was going on and what, what like you said, what led to that? What led to that? You know, was it point? a dis, uh, disgruntled employee? Was it someone just just random that had, you know, their views and they, they just you know wanted to be heard? You know, you, you, we don't know. Yeah, and I got I got I do have to read further on the. Uh, on, on, on that tonight but I was I just happened to come across it earlier and I was like oh, I gotta save this so <laughs> yeah it's it's just you know when someone has that that uh, intent and they see the capability of doing something next follows the third factor right is the opportunity okay now the opportunity is that that's where you evaluate it, right? You have to think about if my attacker has the opportunity to hurt me, that means they already have the intent. They already have the capability, right? Okay, so what to look for? Um, look for, look for, uh, how can I say it? Okay, so if you're able to disrupt the opportunity, meaning that you're, they're looking for that window, that window of opportunity to come at you. Now, it could be, again, the body language. They're looking off to the side. They're looking somewhere else. That's the opportunity to trick you to sucker punching you, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you're engaging back and then you're trying to, like, do something, as soon as you take your eyes off your opponent... That's the opportunity for them to come at you. If someone's going to rob a fac- like a gas station or uh, a bank or whatever it is, they're waiting for the right opportunity to do it, yeah. right? And so the whole thing, the whole part of your training, in whether it's self-defense or self-protection, is to not give them that opportunity. Okay, so out of the three, the main one you have control on is opportunity. You really don't have control of their capability because they're capable of doing anything. Yep. Right. You don't have control over their intention because it's set in their head what they're going to do. Yep. Right. But you do have control of is the opportunity. Now. Like you were saying earlier, the older gentleman uh, describing to the class that he was working in or guest yep. speaking in or whatever it was, you know, hey, you're looking at my girl, right? Yep. And then he did the distraction of, oh, yeah, she looked like someone. Is that so-and-so or whatever? whatever, whatever. Yep. And so that's diffusing the opportunity for that person to say or do something, yep. right? Um, so that's what you want to do. Just like, uh, what's another good example that I can give? Um, ah, shit. Come on, think, think. I can't think. I went blank. I did a brain fart. Um, basically, what you're doing is that you're disrupting the opportunity. Okay? Yeah. So if you stop that, if you control that, and you prevent them from having that opportunity, like, say, for instance, if someone's going to walk into a, a building and they're, they plan on doing something, the controlling the opportunity is locking the door. The cameras are facing them, right? Yeah. If it's at a gas station, okay, you know what? The opportunity is that they're coming in, either you leave or you sneak out the back if you automatically, if you're aware, right, and you see it happening, okay, what can I do? Let's lock the cash registers and, and then go into a closet. Right? The cameras are on. I don't have to worry about shit. They can take whatever else. Yeah. They can take money up all I care. I mean, it's exactly. As long as it's your life. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
if you know again someone making a beeline straight towards you you and do they have that opportunity they're looking for that opportunity right so they're mouthing off they're doing whatever they're coming at you they're making a straight line towards you so you got to prevent that opportunity for them to attack you i, I saw this it is a perfect example i saw this uh this lady was pumping gas this car pulls up right next to her three men jump out she immediately took the nozzle out of the car and sprayed them with gas sprayed them with gas nice. and, and just kept spraying and kept spraying and and it, got them to back up and they jumped back in the vehicle and I mean she sprang the vehicle down yeah. and everything and they re- they went off but I was like I said you know that's some quick quick thinking right it there. is that's that's smart you know I I don't mind paying a few extra bucks and throwing exactly. down some kitty litter to soak up gas and, and to pay for it but you know I was like she had the right mindset right there and it was good yep. that is a good quick reaction yep. she disrupted the opportunity yep. for them to attack her and just imagine if they had you know, if they had guns, yeah. and they fired, they'd just be lighting themselves up, too. Exactly. So, you know what? Hey, here you go. <laughs> it was a good situation. Yeah, I don't mind paying an extra gu- couple of dollars for gas, either. Yeah. You know? I mean, in this climate, maybe not. <laughs> what used to cost me 30 bucks is now costing me 50 to fill up my truck. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, with mine, it's costing me 65 Oh, man. And it used to be 40 Yeah. You know? So it's like, damn it. And I only use 89 or super. You know? Oh, yeah. See, I use regular and it's just... Yeah. It's just, it's the pain in the ass, you know? But those, that is what you want to look for. So when you're training, right? In your self-defense training or self-protection, uh, don't let them have that opportunity. Reduce that opportunity. And then you know what? Then you're actually protected. Mm-hmm. You know, you... Uh, you actually defend that's part of self-defense you know you is reducing that opportunity you know it's just like when we're in sports or when i was in training right doing tournaments uh, i know they're already going to try the intention is to get a point are they capable of getting a point yes they are they've had training themselves right now i need to disrupt that opportunity for them to attack me so what i want to do and sparring in tournaments, it's basically like playing tag. Who's the fastest? Oh, okay. To yeah. tag that person, to hit that person, right? And you have certain spots you have to hit. Yeah, you, know, you hit the body or the head. Okay. Right? Um, and then, of course, you get certain points for certain things. Like, you know, like legs would be... If you're doing kicking techniques, that's two points. You're doing hand techniques, that's one point. You know, if you're able to kick the head or do a jump kick to the head, that's like three points. You know, so they have those variations but you know it's basically what it boils down to is that they have you know you're disrupting the opportunity yeah so that's what makes a person dangerous and i would think that that even canines would be the same wouldn't it you if they have the opportunity to do it would they do it yes if there's an opportunity, if the opportunity presents, and they're going to make an opportunity for themselves to get a to get a live bite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, animal instincts are going to kick in, and people are already afraid of dogs and more than they are of people, uh, for the most part. Right. Um, so we were discussing, you know, what can make a working dog or even a personal dog dangerous. Okay. Um, one thing will be, uh, you know training lack of let's say lack thereof training if they're if they're not trained and they have the ability and they have the temperament where they just want to bite things Mm -hmm. then it's going to happen and you can't call the dog off um there's one place and uh i I know the know the owner he's produced some really great dogs for law enforcement for our seals and for our rangers uh special forces dogs uh our special forces teams right uh, civilian company um, and a lot of law enforcement dogs aren't don't have verbal command for a call off they have to choke the dog off wow so I don't like that uh, unless you know how to easily choke the dog off quickly and fast but now you're fighting with the dog that is moving around shaking the subject right you need to get the dog off. Now you have to get hold of the collar. You have to bring the collar up. You have to get it here. Right. And we have to choke him off the bite. Okay. 
as opposed to I could just tell my dog out. Right. Or whatever command it would be. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been, you'll see a lot of, in most law enforcement videos you pull up, you're going to see that the dog doesn't come off with a verbal command. They have to choke him off. Right. And I just don't like that simply because it's a liability issue at that point as well. Because the person is giving up and my dog isn't. Well, now my I'm in trouble as a team. Right. You know, we're in trouble as a team. Um, and they don't, they're not listening. And that person saying, all right, I give up, I give up, but I can't get my dog off the bike. Um, there's been other instances where dogs have bitten for the neck uh-huh. or the face. And the police officers have to go and choke them off. And now you're putting more pressure. Neck, more pressure. The person's trying to pull away. The dog is trying to hold on. You're trying on, to pull the dog off. pull the dog yeah. off. And, you know, and ripping their, their ripping face, their face yeah. even more. Or their neck or whatever bite they have on. Exactly. So what make a, what can make a dog dangerous? Yeah. No training or terrible training or no or, or not keeping up with their training. Okay. Um, my dog, uh, we had one dog, my, my, I remember my very first day in the kennels, I had just reported the day before to the unit. Mm-hmm. The next day I was doing decoy work where I put on the bite sleeves. Right. And they released, one of the team, one of the team guys released their dog on me. Well, the dog he had, we did, the guy was still getting to know his dog. I didn't know anything about this dog. Dog looked over at me and came over and I presented my my, my sleeve, right. my arm, and he just kind of looked, he's like, mm, and went straight for my knees. Oh, wow. I got, I got the teeth and scars right. on, on my right knee, and uh, I pulled my knee away, and I tried to put him on my arm and to push him back, and he went back and he went for a rebite, but behind my knee now. Oh, wow. I fell on top of him, and I put all of my body weight. Yeah, you put your pressure on him. On yeah. his throat to get the get him off the bite, and then I threw my arm in his mouth. When he let go, I just simply slipped my arm inside, so he'd get the bite sleep. Because right. we had what's called a, it was a, a leather gauntlet. Okay. So it's it's just a piece of leather, like Real thick, thick, yeah, and it goes under your clothes. Right. So that the dogs don't get used to a big corn, you know, corn sack bite sleep. Right. 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 That dog eventually had to be put down because it did not like coming off bites. Wow. It loved biting, and it you would have to choke him to the point of unconsciousness, right, just to get him off. Wow. I mean, he would stay with it. So eventually, it got, you know, and this is very different in the military side. We have to train our dogs to they have to listen, right, immediately. If that if I have a squirter, a runner that is running away from me, and I release my dog, and they see that dog, and they're like, I give up, okay. I need to be able to tell my dog, out, sit, stay, and then go up, apprehend. But they also know, and I let them know, hey, if you make a, if you make a move without me telling you to, my dog is going to attack. Right. Now, I would like people that have protection dogs to have that same kind of mentality and that same kind of ethic when it comes to training their, their dogs. Right. But, yes, yeah, a dog that isn't trained or the person doesn't keep up with the training and they're, the dogs are trained for bite work. Right. That's the worst kind of, that's the most unpredictable and worst kind of dog. Okay, so what if the person, because I've noticed this too a lot, um, uh, especially in the area that I'm in. People that, they don't really train their dogs, but they got very aggressive dogs where they're digging almost holes underneath the fence to where they want to, like if I walk by, because I'm walking my girls, yeah. you know, they want to go through and then they want to try and attack, right? They're trying to dig and try to get, get underneath that fence because they keep barking and barking and barking and they want to go. They just want to go and attack you. Yep. So what happens there? Because does that make them that, okay, are they really protecting the house or are they just dangerous enough to where it's like, okay, they just see or hear anything coming near around the area and they want to attack it? It could be a multitude of things. It could be that barrier frustration. They could sense another dog on the other side, and they could be super excited that they want to come and and greet them and play. Uh, it could be it could be malicious. They could be just that aggressive, right? And want to come over and uh, and just tear anything up that gets near their area. Um, when I was living in Virginia in 2015, 2016. Uh, it was we just had this huge snowstorm and I took my little dogs out for a walk 
and I had I had uh, two of them with me, and this guy's dog he had he had this huge pit bull uh-huh. on a leash or uh, on his harness, and it was just kind of walking around, but it turned as soon as it got eyes on us, it turned and it just went, and it came running directly towards me. Wow. And I'm gonna protect my dogs, and I. I'm gonna protect my dogs at all costs. I may love dogs, but they're you know there's a fine line between right. loving them and then and trying to talk them down because you're not gonna talk them down, and just straight up I need to protect my babies. That right. Are, especially when I have one that's a little minor like a little Maltese. Right. You know, and it came running, and I had my uh, my old army combat boots on, and I just put my foot out and kicked him right in the face. Wow. And he backed up and I. Because he wasn't yeah. expecting it. Yeah, and I pulled my dogs behind me, and I grabbed him by his harness, and just, you know, I held him as long as I could. I'm like, hey, come get your dog. Right. You know, and it worked out because afterwards, the guy, I was like, hey, if you need a trainer, I live right around the corner from you. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, but you do what you have to, because you don't know what that intent is. With a human being, you can you can get a pretty good idea. And right. And the possibility you can talk down and de-escalate. Right. You're not going to de-escalate with an animal. Because remember, dogs are animals first. Right. I don't care how much training they have. They can be a $100,000 dog. They're going to have bad days and they're animals first. Right. Simple as that. Um, And that's why when I tell people, you know, your training has to continue. Just because I trained your dog for two weeks straight and worked with them and I'm showing you what they're doing and, you know, how much they've changed, doesn't mean that your dog is just going to automatically know all this for the rest of its life no this no, is something you, you have to it. continue every single day right with anything when feeding when you know walking through a door or anything right right training is every time so you know it's very different with animals but can you judge uh if you're very well versed in animal body language and behavior okay can you judge what's going to happen yeah yes well, and no i'm sure because i yeah. mean like for me even though I deal with it with some of the animals, right? I tell you this right now. I don't. I can't. I I don't understand anything. When I see their body language, I can tell when they're sad. I can tell when they get a little bit aggressive. But when they try or start getting aggressive, I'm like, I can't tell. So that's where you start looking at ears. You start looking at hackles. The hackles on on the back. Okay. You look at their tail. Is the tail stiff uh-huh. and sticking straight out? Or is it wagging back and forth? Right. If a dog's tail is wagging, they're happy. They're excited. Exactly. It's a it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. That tail if that tail looks stiff and it looks like a board, they're up to something. And, uh, yeah, they're gonna attack. They're, they're okay. They're ready to attack. Um, are they pulling away from me? Uh, I need to find this video. Put, Meaning, put like there. if you're if you have right, a if like if like if I'm getting close to a dog that doesn't know me and it starts to. Oh, okay. It starts to pull away a little bit, and it's like, no, give me distance kind of thing. Then I probably should listen to that body language, because if I get too close and I push their limits... Then they can snap at me. They're going to snap at me. Okay. All right? They're going to attack. Are they... Now, when they're growling at you, is it it coming from the throat? Is it coming directly straight out their mouth? And do I see teeth? Do I see gums? If I see lip curling and I see a lot of gums and teeth... Yeah, that dog means business. Wow. But okay. If I, if I don't see that and I just hear, yeah. Now they're just giving me a warning and they're like, you know, but they're not going to do anything. Okay. You know, it's just they're, it's a warning. Right. Um. Anything beyond that, then I'm going to be very careful and be like, all right. It's funny. Up. It's funny you say that because I took the girls walking Saturday before my private lesson. Mm-hmm. I took the girls walking, and we just walked right here around the neighborhood because. You know, I just wanted to make it quick. Wanted to get them a little bit tired. Well, there was a guy standing outside of his house, right? And, of course, we were across the street. Well, Luna, the other one, yeah. right? She's the more, I want to say, alpha of the females. Okay. Of the two females, right? And I'm, it's funny you said that because I saw that. I'm walking. We're walking. And I'm too focused on the other one because she's chasing butterflies she don't give a shit yeah, right yeah, so <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm focusing on her because she's she's tough man she's she's built like a fucking tank she's gonna just try and pull and she's over 60 pounds yep but luna she's easy going she's just chilling but when she sees something and she gave that growl 
and her lips went up and she had that that nasty mean growl deep and like deep, bellowing yeah. yeah and i'm just looking at her like holy like it threw me off guard right and i said hey stay in your lane right yeah. i gave her a little tuck stay in your lane and she was okay but then she gave a little you know the little whoa you know yeah and then she kept an eye on the person until we got a good distance away then she was more relaxed and she continued along with the walk and then she did the same thing when it came to um when other dogs were in like stray dogs were around her growl was just as as she gave more of a warning versus that lip that that intense i'm gonna kick your ass she gave more of the hey back off yeah Kind of I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I actually, uh, what I'll do is like with, uh, and I can do this every day, I, I, any time of the day, but I'm going to take a video, and I don't know why I didn't think about this before, I'll take a video of the of the differences that we're talking about, guys. That way you have an understanding um, of what I'm trying to uh, describe. My dogs will, it's, it doesn't matter what they hear on the other side of the door, they, they start barking and they give warnings. That's good. Um, and I like that. Yeah, they start barking. They give warnings. Now, I will try. I'll, I'll try to give a, a get another one where I can get Bacardi to go full ballistic. But I actually have another dog that I'm going to be working with soon, uh, Dalmatian. Oh, nice. That, that will be. That will. They want it. They want a, They want an assessment for protection. Uh huh. Um, two uh, a married couple, two ladies. So you know they want to be. A little bit more protected. Right, right, right. Um, oh, if anybody's looking for Dalmatians out there in San Antonio, let me know. <laughs> uh, they were literally just born a few days ago, but in about a, in about six to ten weeks, they'll be up for adoption. Uh, for well, they're going to be going for about a thousand a piece. Wow. Um, yeah, very great dogs. The mom and the mom and dad are. are I've trained them before um, uh, when I worked someplace else. Right, right, right. Um, so I, I I know the I know the parents and great dogs. Yeah, great great dogs. Um, so okay, so let me ask you this. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. No, yeah. But what is the most aggressive dog to have? I mean, if you're looking at protection, or even if it's not protection, right? If you're just walking along the street and you know you got a yapping Chihuahua, I'm not really worried about it. But when I see a bigger dog. And it could be a lab. It could be um, like Cujo. I don't yeah. know what kind of fucking dog that uh, was. Uh, 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 you know what I mean? What was, what was Beethoven? That freaking... My friend has the same dog. Ah, uh, damn um, it. It's a... Uh... <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on it right now. And I know it's on the tip of my tongue. But yes, I know. Yeah. Okay. It's so the like, same dog that Beethoven was. Okay. Yeah. So then... Um, so like, what would you consider the most aggressive dog? So... The, the dog bite database will tell you one thing. I, the more common bites come from huskies. Really? Huskies are probably... Uh, when you look at... And I don't know how much it's changed. I know it's... It, I'm sure it's changed over the years and it changes every year, but huskies are usually the, the part of the top three. Wow. And, and pit bulls and mastiffs are like you know, five and lower. Wow. So, you know, it's, yeah. um, and chihuahuas are definitely up there because, well, they have more bites, but what does more damage? Well, huskies. Huskies, yeah. Um, and Dalmatians tend to be more aggressive. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why we had, when, when the, when the 101 Dalmatians movie first came right, out, right. you know, the cartoon, right. People were like, oh, this dog is great. And we, did, I think I've mentioned this. Well yeah, you back. did. You did. And we had what they had what was called the Dalmatian effect, where everybody was like, oh, they're so loving. And then they found out that they can be lo- temperamental. Yeah. And they have, they can be snappy. And bite. but that's also coming, you know, dogs weren't trained. And this is back before training was even a thing for dogs. Right. You know, and dogs lived outside and it was okay. Right. Um, dogs uh, are a product of their environment. Okay. And their upbringing. With certain people, uh, your dogs, make, you know, people that aren't familiar with German Shepherds are gonna be like, oh, they're, they're aggressive, and you got two of the most loving babies, you know, that yeah. are just just cuddles. Bacardi 
is definitely one of those dogs that's bred, and I posted a video of it, yeah. of the baby, uh, baby uh, Malinois. Yes. The rope was hanging three on the ceiling. Three of them. Yeah, there was three, three of them, them that jumped on it. And they just yeah. held each other and just held on. Yeah. That's what they're bred for. Wow. That's literally what Malinois are bred for. And everybody looks at my dog and see how big Bacardi is, and they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, no, he's just... It's like, as long as you do, you don't do any of the three things, is it, he's the biggest cuddler. Huh. You know, I have a, uh, you know, and Zoe, well, you could try to kidnap her. She'd be like, oh, I'll come with you. <laughs> you know. I, I do have to say that, that when, when you brought over Picardi, right, I was a little, I ain't gonna lie, I was a little bit intimidated, <laughs> right? I was a lot like, I, I, and I don't get intimidated that much. Yeah, I was gonna but say, yeah, you, you, I don't see I that did, No, I do, and, and I was, I was intimidated, and, and then, but once I um, made, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try it out, right? And I, and I told him, you know, Picardi, sit. Yep. And then he sat, and then I said, wait. And he waited, and I was all like, this is a badass dog, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, not only you trained him well, but I had to get over my, f- I guess it would be fear. I would say, I would right? say just your, your, get through your comfort zone. I wouldn't yeah. say it's really fear. Cause because, he, I mean, I, I understand he smelt me. He, you know, you and know, there's he, other dogs. There was, and there was other dogs, uh, you know, yeah. they were in their cages, you know, and, and he looked at me up and down. He did. I ain't going to lie. He did look at, he was like sizing me up. He was sizing me up. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And he looked at me either like I'm a good big piece of steak or I'm a big teddy bear. You know that's the way he was looking at me. Yep, and you know, <laughs> but, and that's where and, and that's why I tell people that's where training comes in. Right. Yes. You can have, let's say, let's say you have, I don't know, what's probably the sweetest looking dog that everybody loves. You can have, you know, a lab or gold, a golden doodle, golden doodle or golden whatever doodle, right? these. You could have one litter, and you could have one of them that could be super aggressive, just have a neurological disorder. Wow. Okay. Dogs are like people. Okay. Okay. You have to learn how to communicate with them and talk to them, and communicate what you want, and learn how uh, understand how they learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to, you know, raise them right so that they're not, you know, little a holes. Right. Um, I tell people, you know, you know, those of you that have more than one child, raise your hand. <laughs> and, and I would tell people in my class, you right. know, I would ask them, if you have more than one kid, raise your hand. I said, can you communicate to one the same way to the other? And they're like, no. no. I'm like, okay, well, this is the exact same thing. Right. I cannot use one training method with this dog and expect it to work with this dog. Maybe it will, but chances are I'm going to have to maybe get a little bit more... Uh, hands-on, right? Maybe a little bit more authority and force, or maybe you know I don't have I don't need to get so excited because if I get too excited and bring up the heightness away up here, right? Then they shut down. Okay. So maybe I got to bring it down really low and communicate with them that way to keep to keep them uh, right easy and set it off on edge. So, but what can make a dog, you know? Dangerous? Dangerous is, well, just the training period. Because even if I do have a dog that is ten, that tends to be aggressive, right? I can still train them, and I can now I can put it on command and on cue for me. Gotcha. So I can tell them, all right, sit and wait, and you'll get you'll get what you want, even if it's wanting to chew someone's ass. Right. But I'm going to give you something else. I'm going to redirect and give you something else to chew. Here's... Here's this tug toy. All right, here we go. We're going to play. Right. Play tug. All right. So a lot of it, when it revolves on what makes a canine da- dangerous, a lot of it revolves around the training, the teaching, the owner. The handler, the owner. The handler, yeah. Um, if they're not keeping up, you know, with the training, then they're they're setting themselves up for failure. They're setting that dog up for failure. Right. Um, I'll tell you, worst thing, most pain in the ass thing and I'm sure if there's any police officers out there, especially canine handlers, military or civilian, is doing paperwork on a live bite. Oh, and shit. why did my dog not get off the bite? Right. When your whole job is just to train, work your dog, train with them every day, fill out their training records, and keep up with everything. And keep up with it. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, then, I mean, what are you in the job for? You're just setting yourself up. I mean, because... The reason your job exists, especially in the military side, is because of that dog. Right. Um, your dog goes down. 
you're out of you're technically out of a job right and you don't want to go back to a freaking MP line unit whatever branch you may be in um, civilian police you know now you have to worry about getting another dog and you you know because now or you're on the sidelines because you and your team are under investigation because right. the dog bit someone they weren't supposed to right um, which you know it happens right um, God, it happened who did we have oh Dane Cook the comedian yeah he came to our he came to our kennels one uh, in uh, in Iraq. Uh-huh. He was doing a USO tour, and we had another handler. His dog bit him in the hand. Oh shit! He went to go pet him, and he, they didn't tell him anything, and dog went. Oh and, wow! And, like, grabbed on, wow. and Dane Cook got bit by one of by one of the canines. So you know it's those kind of things. Knowing your dog, right? What did I What did I tell you when you first met Bacardi? Don't play with his ears. Don't play with his ears. And, and don't rave your hands in front of his face right. too close, right? Because he will he, he, he will get mouthy. Right. And he will he will give you a warning, but he he'll probably bite you. Right. Um so knowing your dog, do I know what's gonna trigger them? Okay, well, yeah, I because I study my dog and I pay attention. Do I know when they're when they notice something or if they smell something do I notice that change of behavior now I know not everybody is going to be this invested with their with their pets right but if you plan on having a dog that's going to be your protection dog of any sort you have to you have to you have to know every little detail because I need to know if they're about to jump and pounce on somebody or not right so I can feel and actually my buddy and I he just uh, he was just in town he has his own business and he was talking to um uh, he has a, a friend of his from the Air Force that owns uh, this uh, workout company here in San Antonio. Okay. And he came out to talk with him, but we were in K9 together in Iraq. Right, right, right. And he and I were discussing, you know, with one of, with one of his uh, partners, one of our one of his employees. He goes, "My dog was on a 360 leash on a, a retractable." Uh huh. He goes, "Yeah, I remember. I could." The moment that leash either got loose or tight, I knew Chucky was on something. Just by how the leash felt, Just goes, I'm not even. I don't have to pay attention. All I know is that I can. I felt so. I, there was there was something different, and I knew he was on odor. And we we're like, oh, okay, hey, my dog's on odor. Let's make an immediate ninety degrees, and then you know, so we don't yeah. tip off anybody that's watching us. Is but that tension got loose, and then it stopped. He goes, I knew he was on it. And that's how you have to be with your dogs. I have to know when I'm when Bacardi is on is on leash. If I feel that leash move just the slightest in any direction, right? I'm like, okay, I know he's just getting up to stretch or he's getting up to move, or he sees something that's interesting and he wants to go and get it. Right. All right. And I I just have to sit there. People, when I take him out, people look at me. They're like, how'd you know to tell him to lay back down? Like, no, it's feel it in the leash. Feel it in, yeah. Hey, because I, 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 I'll be talking to you like this, and I'm right. like, Bakari, stop that. Back down. <laughs> and people are like, holy shit. And I was like, you have to know your dog. You have to know your and dog. It's like, and I know what triggers him. And and that's the thing, people. I mean, if you're going to have, if you want to keep your, your canine, your dog, your, your, basically your loved one, he's your loved one, right? Yeah. He or she is your loved one. And if you want to keep them, on a tight, you know, I don't want to say a tight leash, <laughs> but, but technically, but, yes. But you're technically you're put you're keeping them on a tight leash. Is that you want to have control over your animal? You want to you want to know the ins and outs, you know. Um, again, with these girls, with mine, I you know I've had them when they were four week five almost five weeks old. So every little thing that they do, I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, I know certain their behaviors. You know, I know when they they're, when they get too aggressive when they're playing with each other. I know when they're like in that mood to tear up stuff. Yep. You know, I know when they have to go potty. You know, because you can tell. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's like all these things that that Rick is talking about. You have to if you have if you spend a lot of time with your canine and you want your canine a certain way, you have to make time for your dog. It's an investment. It's it just, is. I mean, just think about it like this: if your kids. You want them to be good, uh, exactly. Good members of society. Well, I want my dogs to be good members of society as well. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to put the effort into them, uh, and, and the training and the time. Um, you know, and if you don't know how to do that yourself, then you hire people like me that can help exactly. you. Exactly. 
teach your dogs and then teach you as well because you're not only getting dog training but you're getting dog education and training yourself right to be able to keep up and maintain that training because you don't want that you know twenty five hundred dollars that you just spent for two for two weeks of board and train to right. go to waste exactly because if oh. you i mean if you don't keep up with it then you know then you're you're defeating the purpose exactly you know and you know me and rick were having a talk before the podcast and and uh i was telling him i said look man it's like i he's gonna help me out on training the dogs but i'm paying him i'm gonna pay him because you know he's got a living you know he's, he's got a way of life that he's got and you know I'm, I'm gonna support my friend i'm gonna help out my friend and he's gonna help me out and you know those who who need their dogs trained and and um you know the call rick text rick you know hit him up on messenger what's the messenger uh, you guys, Spartan Canine Academy, uh, Instagram and Facebook, um, and message me there. I, I get uh, if it's comments, I, I try to look at the comments, but uh, half the time I don't. <laughs> uh, um, so, but messages because I can actually go and I get I actually get a notification for that. Right. Um, so you can message me there, and uh, I am working. I'm going to change my email, but for now it's Spartan Elite Canine at gmail.com. You can either, e- you can email me there as well. Um, and you know, I can answer anything that you need. Uh, and this is, you know, definitely for all you San Antonio folks, uh, to, to reach out. Right. So, um, and I will have a price list coming up soon, uh, for different types of training, but I get people that want different things. So right. it, it changes it's good you know what yeah so if you make a price list and you say look if you want protection training and if you're able to do it and you want to do it then you know you of course everything revolves around what evaluating uh doing an assessment an assessment an evaluation of the dog. and assessment which evaluation and assessments are going to be free um because it's me i need to come out and make sure that whatever you want to train your dog to do uh and not just for basic obedience we're not going to worry about that but i'm talking about protection training or retrieving you know right um then I want to come out and I want to make sure that your dog can do the job because I don't want to pay. I don't want you paying for something that your dog is just not into. Yeah, he's Especially not. He or protection. she's not going to be, a, you know, yeah. able to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's good to make a good price list. It's good to you know let that out and then of course do that whole evaluation first before before doing so. Hit him up on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yeah. And you know what? What we need to do, you and I need to spend at least one one day or a half a day together to where um, I help you on your website. We get a website oh, going. Yeah. Get, I want to get you know the website I mean? going, yeah. And then we have all the links to the Instagram, the Facebook, everything yep. that goes from your website to all the videos or whatever it is that you want to, you know, Where? add on to it, you know, yeah. including the podcast. And so it's yes, like if you want to do the podcast, we can do the link there too. We can do the link there too. This right. one or your Spartan, uh, Spartan Canine, Canine Academy yep. that you're going to be working on. Yep. Um, that would have more dog related or canine related uh podcasts um and again if you have questions for me and please please any canine messages or emails don't send them to me send them to rick just send them straight to me send them to rick i know that i know you guys are you know if you're following the attack the attack 360 i really appreciate it and if you want canine advice hit up rick go to rick's you know spartan canine academy on instagram on facebook on his his email hit him up you know i mean i i i don't i can't give you info on on canine training that's not my forte Right, so yeah, and, and vice versa. Don't come to me about self defense stuff. It, it, that's that's all him. Uh, <laughs> but Spartan Canine Academy at face, uh, on Facebook and uh, Instagram, and then Spartan Elite Canine, the K, the letter K, the number nine, um, at gmail.com and you can message me there. Uh, I get all my notifications for that, so I will be uh, I, I will be able to check it and and, and uh, answer you as quickly as possible. Yes. And then, uh, okay, so attack the attack 360podcast.com, uh, attack the attack 360.com. You can check out the email. There's, you know, there's the links to Facebook, Instagram, even the uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify for uh, the podcast. Of course, you can find us on 
all the other podcast stations or networks. And again, write your comments. If there are stars, give a star rating. Those are really important, okay? That's the only way I know that I'm getting, we're, we are getting more followers, more listeners, um, you know, and it helps out. It helps us, it helps us out. I'm going to be posting pictures of some new merch, all right? I, I went ahead and, and got another shirt made. I'm wearing it right now. It says uh, Watcher 360 on the front. Um, of course, on the back, it has Attack the Attack 360, but it's smaller. Um, and I'm going to be posting those pictures. I haven't got decals. I'm getting new decals made, and I'll be picking them up this week. And uh, it's going to have Attack the Attack 360 and you can put it on your vehicle, your ice chest, whatever it is that you want to uh, put it on. But it also has a, a, a QR code. So I was able to get a QR code made and put it on the decal so they can scan it. And then it goes where? Directly to, to the podcast. Directly to the podcast. Directly to the website. It, and, and again, to all the social medias and the podcast. So, uh, and also, if you want to send a message, attack the attack 360 um uh, at gmail.com or attack the attack 360.com if you want to hit me up on uh you want to see some videos and i'm working on videos with my private lesson uh again that's on instagram uh, attack the attack dot 360 and then on facebook of course it's my full name because i'm not allowed to use attack the attack so that's jeremiah j-e-r-e-m-i-a-h last name is spelled k-o-c-h it's a german last name and i look hispanic as fuck or arab whatever you it's know a depending it's a mix you know what this beard i need to trim the beard <laughs> no you know no, that, i need to trim this beard you remember it was a super troopers and they're like are you black are you muslim like what are you what are you, what are you? <laughs> yes <laughs> nice all right guys, all right, guys. uh be safe God bless. I hope uh, this was a good podcast. And if you guys enjoyed it, please share it and pass it around. Put it on social media. Put it on your Facebook or your Instagram. Let others see it and show it if you're listening. And I hope you're listening. And don't forget that rating. Be safe. God bless. Watch your 360. And train your damn dog. All right. We're out.